This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now from Studio B, Spencer Linton, and live from Connecticut, Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B in Provo, Utah, and in Uncasville, Connecticut, brought to you by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Hope you're enjoying your Thursday, December 3rd. Wherever and however you're connected, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the guy who's always game for a late-night Taco Bell run, Jerem Jordan. Always. Sometimes it's Beto's, sometimes it's Taco Bell, because Taco Bell closes. But, yeah, last night, uh, around midnight, BYU Equipment tweeted out, hey, uh, quick run to Taco Bell for the equipment truck, LOL. Uh, Yeah, that's funny. So here's a video of it taking off. I tweeted this out before. When the game was coming out, I, I said, now, wait a minute. Doesn't the truck have to get out there, like, ASAP, no later than tomorrow morning? Typically, the truck can't go out to an East Coast trip later than Wednesday. So the fact that it's going Wednesday night, was, and that was before it was even made official, was the sign that this game was happening. Because if with Coastal Carolina, if you didn't know. If you didn't know, welcome to the show. Yeah, uh, grab your road trip snacks because, as Jerem just mentioned, game on with Coastal Carolina on Saturday. Here is today's show lineup. Uh, It features a preview of what BYU and Coastal Carolina are going to do on Saturday in front of ESPN College Game Day. Incredible opportunity for both teams. BYU defensive back Troy Warner will join us. How does BYU feel about preparing for a top 20 showdown on a condensed timeline, plus the voice of Coastal Carolina football, Joe Cashin. How does the other side feel about the last-minute scheduling change? And BYU basketball bounces back in Connecticut. Loaded show. Here are today's BYUSN headlines. BYU is playing Coastal Carolina this Saturday in football. It's a matchup of college football playoff-ranked 13th and 18th teams. If you go by the AP poll, it's 8th and 14th. Saturday, December 5th, 5.30 Eastern on ESPNU, although that is subject to change depending on other cancellations, so we'll see. College game day, as you mentioned, is in Conway, South Carolina this Saturday. It was supposed to be for Coastal Carolina Liberty. Liberty had COVID issues. They canceled BYU's in. It's a matchup of 9-0 teams. Much more coming up on this matchup with the guests you mentioned and in what's trending. BYU basketball. Bounces back against St. John, 74-68. Alex Barcelo looking like his usual self. He led the Cougars with 20 points and five assists. Gideon George, a double-double, 13 points and 15 rebounds. He was outstanding. BYU next faces Utah State on Saturday in Logan. Of note, the Aggies head coach Craig Smith tested positive for COVID-19. He will not be on the sideline for Saturday's home opener at Utah State, but says he's not worried about the team and that they're in good hands. There will also be a limited amount of fans at the Spectrum, just over 1,600. So this will be a new dynamic for BYU basketball this year. How did the Aggies get 1,600 fans in there and BYU had like 100 at its home games? What? Is that a county-specific thing? I, I want some answers on that one. Cash Valley. Tyson Williams was activated but did not play in the Ravens' loss to the Steelers, but good for him being on the 53. And then Kainakua upgraded from the practice squad to the regular team of 53 with the Niners joining Fred Warner. Of course, the Niners kicked out of Santa Clara County. They went to Phoenix. They're going to host the Bills on Monday Night Football. So Kainakua back on a 53-man roster. Pretty cool. 
Yeah, that whole situation in California is pretty unbelievable. But good for Kai, good for Fred. At least they're playing football in Phoenix. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. A dream scenario and opportunity. Maybe that sounds a little bit like hyperbole, but for BYU football, I don't know how much better it can get when you're three days out from a game and you're not sure if you're going to play, then you stumble into ESPN College Game Day, top 20 showdown, two 9-0 undefeated teams. Jerem, is this the game that validates BYU's legitimacy as a New Year's Six Bowl team? Who the heck would have predicted that Coastal Carolina might be that opportunity for BYU? But the Chanticleers... And their teal field have presented an opportunity that BYU could not have had a better one this week. Listen, believe it or not, Coastal Carolina is a team that is perceived as better than all the Pac-12 teams right now in terms of ranking. Are you kidding me? This could not have been better for BYU. And I I want to disagree with one word you just brought up, stumbled into. I think BYU and ESPN's relationship actually connected this. I think this wasn't random. I think as soon as Liberty had an issue that ESPN probably reached out to BYU and said, listen, we think this is a good opportunity. Do you want it? We'll, we'll connect it. Game day is going to be there. Tom Homel admitted as much in the press release. I think this was a, a benefit of the relationship with ESPN. I don't think this was random. We know that Tom Homel had uh, several uh, you know, opportunities out there this week. This is probably the best one BYU could have had because there's not some Power 5 league and its stipulations like Washington in the Pac-12 that prevented this from happening. And now BYU is going to play a team in the top 20 with college game day there. I know it's Coastal Carolina, but if BYU can win this game uh, you know, by double digits, and they are favored by double digits in an initial uh, line put out by Brett McMurphy, perhaps the committee goes, okay, at Boise State, at Coastal Carolina, they won on the two other non-green fields. They won against ranked teams at the time, and perhaps this puts BYU in a position where they can be in the top 10 with attrition on December 20th. Yeah, fair point. Maybe stumble is the wrong word. And uh, last night, in my mind, I was comparing it to BYU being in the standby line, uh, waiting to get on a flight. So, yeah, the Cougars waiting, ready, and hoping that an opportunity would arise, but because the Cougars play in the ESPN Independent Conference and have been a good partner with the worldwide leader, yes, this is a golden opportunity for ESPN, too, to say, okay, yeah, let's have two 9-0 teams meet in December, not for a conference championship, but to try and validate what they're doing in the college football playoff rankings. The storyline surrounding this game are massive. So, yeah, BYU ready, waiting, willing, and now we think that the Cougars will be prepared. But you can throw that whole idea of, well, is BYU going to have enough time to get ready for this game? Because Coastal Carolina is going through the same thing right now. In fact, BYU practiced last night from about 7 to 9 p.m., so they already have one practice specifically designed for Coastal Carolina under their belts. This I cannot think of a better scenario for BYU, given all of the circumstances, than to get into this game. Tell me a more 
realistic and better option that is out there. And this one was outside of the box. You know, I was thinking maybe USC if they can't play Washington State. Maybe UCLA if the Bruins can't play Arizona State. This carries national cachet because of those little numerical numbers. uh, If that's the thing, yeah. Uh, Department of Redundancy Department, but those little numbers in front of the teams, number 13 versus number 18. And as you said earlier, Jeremy, if you're going by AP rankings, this is a top 15 showdown. I don't think you could get any better for BYU in a realistic scenario than this game this Saturday. This is exactly what BYU needed. And correct me if I'm wrong, but Iowa State in a top 20 showdown when they sneak past Texas, jumped four spots in the college football playoff rankings for beating the Longhorns, for eking out that game. So will the college football playoff committee hold true to that standard if BYU wins a top 20 showdown on the road? Will they jump the Cougars three or four spots? That's going to be something to watch. But first things first, got to take care of business and win the game. We know the answer to that. It's no. It's Coastal Carolina. Like, this is awesome. They've had an amazing year. They they – Joined the Sun Belt and FBS four years ago, three and nine, five and seven, five and seven. Now they're nine and zero. Oh. They're this high because they're undefeated and because COVID. If everyone had played the games they had played, they would be ranked, but probably barely. So the, Coastal Carolina is doing what BYU's done. They've taken advantage of the situation. They sprinted out to play more games, win all of them. By default, they got they got to be uh, ranked. But Coastal Carolina is pretty good, man. They, they beat Kansas start the year. That got on the radar. Everyone beats Kansas, but still, Power 5 went on the road for the Chanticleers is a big deal, especially when you're coming off 5-7, five 5-7, and 3-9, five and and right? And then they beat ranked Louisiana. They're still going to play ranked Louisiana in the Sun Belt title game, by the way. Hats off to the Sun Belt. We love the Sun Belt. It's going to be the third team BYU plays this year. Common opponent, one of them. Texas State, it was last week. BYU beat Texas State 52-14. Coastal Carolina beat Texas State 49-14. So on paper, these two teams look even. I feel like where BYU is going to win the game is in the trenches. I feel like BYU's offensive line is going to be able to handle its business in this game. The defensive line and the backers. But Grayson McCall from Coastal Carolina, is their quarterback, he's pretty good, dude. Pretty good. 67% passer, 25 total touchdowns. Five of those are rushing. He can run the rock. They, they have 23 touchdowns rushing and passing. So balance. This is going to be a fun matchup. I still think BYU wins this by double digits. I think this is a veteran squad that has already defeated Navy, Houston, and Boise State on the road by 17-plus in all three games. I don't see why this is going to be any different. The Cougars are also playing with the ultimate chip on the shoulder because of the disrespect in the college football playoff rankings. And I choose that word very carefully because they do feel absolutely disrespected. It's kind of the mentality of what's – well, what else are they going to come up with? Now, this is just the next golden opportunity for BYU to prove that they deserve to jump in these rankings. So I'm, I am fascinated by all of this because of what happened with Iowa State. Now, a side note, Iowa State lost to Louisiana by 17 on their home field, Jerem. Guess who Louisiana lost to? Coastal Carolina. Coastal. That's right. Transitive properties, baby. Transitive properties on display, and that's being talked about according <laughs> to several national analysts. Like, look, don't overlook Coastal. They can play. They beat Louisiana, who beat Iowa State handily at Iowa State. So how will the committee handle all of this? Now, the stakes are clear for BYU. If they win this game, 
you would think you would think this solidifies their New Year's Six status because it's a top 20 game and it would be on the road again. And it keeps the narrative going that BYU has played all of their toughest games on the road at Navy, at Houston, at Boise State, now at Coastal Carolina. This will be the second ranked opponent that BYU faces. And the shot declares they don't have to give up potentially losing a conference championship, but they can raise their stakes if they beat BYU and Cincinnati loses, then all of a sudden they're in the conversation for a New Year's yep. Six game. So it benefits both teams. It's incredible how this all came together because BYU needed a very specific scenario. ESPN got involved, game day's there, and it benefits both teams. Also, Coastal Carolina is not going to lose out on a potential conference championship game if they lose to BYU. So, I mean, so many things had to fall into place, but that's kind of how it feels like it's been the whole year for BYU. The dominoes have fallen in the right direction most ways. And how about Tom Homo for Athletic Director of the Year? Incredible stuff that the he's wa- been able to do. The wait was worth it. The wait was worth it. Tom Homo's had so many, uh, you know, whatever's in the fire uh, all year trying to get games. And here BYU gets a team that is ranked higher than any Pac-12 team, right? Uh, all that happened. And BYU gets game day. Listen, this is the worst thing ever for Utah fans. This is the worst thing ever. (laughs) BYU's 9-0. They're in the New Year's 6 discussion, which Utah was last year but didn't make it in, lost the last two games, right? Utah fans are going, really, Coastal Carolina? Yes, they're ranked higher than any Pac-12 team. Game day's there. This is freaking awesome, Spencer. (laughs) I love everything about this. Stuart Mandel, uh, I was talking about some of the tweets that are coming out, and he doubles down on what I was just talking about. If BYU wins and beats San Diego State, they will definitely make the New Year's Six. Who knows? Maybe the, com- maybe the committee will even gasp, move them above Tulos, Georgia. Got to take care of business, Jerem. <laughs> Next Tuesday's college football playoff rankings following uh, a hypothetical BYU in here make that show, that reveal, very, very interesting. Cannot wait for this game on Saturday. And then on the other side of that, if BYU loses, they look like a, uh, like a pretender, right? Um, that'd be embarrassing. So obviously BYU needs to show up for this one, but I don't see why BYU is not going to do what they've done all year, with the exception of UTSA, is win by a large amount. I, th- I think Coastal's good. I think BYU is very good, if not great. We're going to find out. (laughs) We're going to find out on Saturday. Our question of the day. Is the BYU at Coastal Carolina game as good a situation as BYU could hope for? Let's hear from you, BYUSN, in Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. Joshua Landon on Twitter answers, yes, college football playoff ranked matchup, college game day. Actually playing a game when BYU didn't have one. Biggest spotlight of the season. May not be a power five, but with this year, this might be one of the best possible situations. Hashtag BYUSN. Think, tell me a better scenario. Cincinnati? Like that, there's probably only one, right? BYU got to play Cincinnati. Yes. Then that, that yes. would be the one realistic option that would be better. After that, it's Coastal Carolina. And game day is there. You cannot make this stuff up. It's incredible. Okay, coming up, you know who isn't bought in on BYU? Colin Cowherd. Well, he's not in on the recruiting, that's for sure. But you know what? BYU defensive back Troy Warner doesn't care about that. He's just getting ready for a game. How are the Cougars 
preparing on the condensed schedule, and will they be ready on Saturday? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. December 12th, put it in your Franklin planners. Oh, man, loaded day. Women's hoops starting at 2 Eastern. Top 100 plays in BYU football history coming up at 4 Eastern. Pre-game, the game, post-game, second screen experience associated with men's basketball versus Utah. Countdown to kickoff BYU and San Diego State. That's, of course, after the Coastal Carolina game this week. And uh, pre- and post-game coverage there. So it's going to be a loaded December 12th. But we are only concerned about Saturday, December 5th now. Jerem Jordan is live in Uncasville, Connecticut. I'm Spencer Linton here in Studio B in Provo, Utah. We have your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. We now welcome in on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline one of those guys that will be playing on December 5th for BYU football. Jerem, his name is Troy Warner, BYU senior defensive back. Troy, great to have you back on Zoom. Let's start with the time frame of when you first heard that a game against Coastal Carolina was available. What, when did you first hear about all of this? Uh, yeah, I mean, I heard that it could have been a possibility uh, just late yesterday, you know, kind of in the evening, and uh, we, we kind of all heard about it as a, as a team, and, you know, just hearing about it made us excited. So glad that we get the opportunity. And you guys had a rare night practice to just get one in, right? Because it's gonna, it's it's all kind of late. But you guys have been hoping you were going to get a game. So what has it been like waiting and then finally finding out? Okay, there's a strong possibility we could play this game, and then okay, it's official. We're playing this game. Yeah, I mean the mindset all week has been, you know, we're gonna get an opportunity, and so to 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 prepare as if you're gonna play. And uh, I think a lot of uh, everybody on this on this team has done a, a great job of, of just kind of preparing themselves mentally and physically and uh, just just getting ready for an opportunity like this. In a crash course thus far on Coastal Carolina, what do you know about the Chanticleers and what they're going to try and do when you take them on just outside of Myrtle Beach, South Carolina? Yeah, I mean, obviously you've seen what they've been able to do on both sides of the ball, and and uh, their record speaks for themselves, uh, speaks for itself. Um, they're very talented. They got a great QB and, and great skill position, as well as uh, as well as you know linemen and, and running backs on offense, and then on defensively, they they do a great job as well. Their assignment sound, and, and they're well coached. And uh, this is going to be a great matchup for us, and we're just you know very thankful that we're able to play this game. Troy, this might be the best quarterback that BYU has faced all year in Grayson McCall. The dude has 25 touchdowns, 67% passer, 10 yards per attempt down the field. And then he can run a little bit, too. He's got a couple hundred yards rushing. So uh, what do you think of the matchup against a quality quarterback like Grayson McCall? Yeah, I mean, just, just watching uh, some film on him, he's a, he makes really good decisions. And uh, for being a redshirt freshman, I've been really impressed with, with his play. And uh, he's been a huge a part in their success and he presents a, a great opportunity for us on the back end as well as uh you know what he does with um you know just his quick game and his decision making for for the rest of the defense and uh you know it's a, it's a great opportunity like i said and and we're excited for this and uh we were hoping for for a game this week and glad we got this opportunity 
Opportunity is the word of the day for sure, especially when you consider that ESPN College Game Day will be there. The national exposure, a lot of eyeballs on two 9-0 teams meeting very late in the season. It just doesn't happen very often. So, Troy, what type of opportunity does BYU have here to go out and prove themselves if uh, you haven't already? Yeah, uh, like you said, college game day, you know, a top 20 matchup. Uh, as a college football player, these are these are moments that you live for, and especially, you know, being a senior, there's nothing more that I could ask for. Uh, and, you know, like I said, uh, I'm just very thankful that we're able to play and, and uh, can't, wait to, can't wait to get after it against these guys. Is it harder to prepare for a team that has balance like Coastal Carolina? They have 23 passing touchdowns and 23 rushing. The, like, exact balance, right? Or would you rather play a team where you know they're just going to chuck it and you're going to drop eight? Uh, I mean, that's a, that's a tough question. Uh, kind of like I said, they, they present a lot of different um, things on offense and, and a lot that we have to prepare for in, in a short time. But, um, you know, we, we've prepared ourselves for moments like these and and uh, this is a challenge that we're we're going to take head on, and and um, you know we're going to prepare as much as we can before this game comes. Um, but very exhausted, uh, very very excited about what this off- offense can do, and and uh, a great challenge for us defensively, uh, just to sh- just to kind of show what we're we're capable of doing. What's the travel agenda for you and the rest of your BYU football teammates and coaches as you make your way out to Conway, South Carolina? I wish I had an answer for you, but uh, we actually we actually don't even have a schedule yet. Um, at least at least us players, we're waiting for that to kind of get sent out to us. So uh, just kind of waiting and and uh, doing what I can right now to to be prepared for it. Okay, so you don't know when you're flying. I personally don't know when I'm flying, but I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure it's it's known somewhere around the building. <laughs> Friday sometime, right? <laughs> yeah, Friday. I would I would assume it's going to be Friday morning. Uh, kind of around the same time that we would travel uh, for, a, for a Saturday night game or a Saturday evening game. Okay, obviously the college football playoff ranking is just pathetic, right? Um, how do you guys feel about it, and do you feel like this is a game that can vault you into the top ten there maybe? Yeah, I mean, obviously uh, seeing the, the, the college football playoff rankings when they first came out, it was it was a disappointment and it was frustrating. And obviously we don't agree with it. We, we believe that, you know, we're, we're easily one of the top teams in the country. And, uh, you know, all that does is just fuel us, uh, fuel us for these big-time games, you know, like the one we're about to play. And uh, it just, you know, gives us opportunity to, you know, kind of just continue to show the country, you know, what BYU football is about. Troy Warner with us on BYU Sports Nation. Given the condensed time frame here to prepare for a top 20 team, naturally there's some concern for BYU fans. Oh, is, there an, is it enough time to prepare? But Coastal Carolina is doing the same thing with you guys. Typically, how much time do you need to feel prepared for any given opponent? I mean, I feel like you can never feel too prepared. Uh, we've, you know, on certain bye weeks, we prepared for couple weeks at a time and we, I mean there, there's just no way like you, you just prepare as much as you can for any team and, and for this team uh, obviously we just just getting them scheduled uh, it, it presents a little bit more of a challenge just getting you know the the, the right, right amount of time uh, to prepare for them but I feel very very confident very comfortable with with the plan that we have for them and uh, I know that it's gonna 
it'll be good for us come game day. Okay, there's two fun elements to this game. Obviously, game day, and that's not even one of them, but that's going to be awesome. Uh, Teal Field and 5,000 fans in the stands, Troy. What do you think of those two things? Uh, yeah, I mean, Teal Field, I kind of think of Boise, Blue Field. I mean, the, the color of the field doesn't really bother me, honestly. Uh, and then, and obviously, when we have any opportunity to get fans, that's always exciting because uh, fans are what fuel fuel these games, these type of games. And so, any fans that we can play in front of is going to be good for us, uh, good for good for the environment. And uh, you know, I'm just excited for it. Troy, if you follow BYU football on social media, Instagram, Twitter, whatever, <laughs> the large emoji eyeballs came out in droves <laughs> yesterday. So it's become like this universal signal of, oh, something something big is happening for BYU football. We all assumed it was scheduling news. It turns out it was. What was the text conversation like between teammates? You know, so so going inside of all of the eyeball emojis, what, what were the conversations like between you and your teammates when you found out about this? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, we're, we were just super excited that we were getting the opportunity to play uh, before that they before we knew that that coastal Carolina was, was who we were going to play. We, we were just basically talking about all the, all the different teams that we could have played. And, uh, but yeah, other than that, we were just kind of chatting around and then I, I started to see the little googly eyes and whatnot. And then I saw Jack the Mooney's posts and, and, you know, that kind of had me going. So, uh, yeah, it was all fun though. I'm sitting watching the St. John's game with like a hundred other people here in Connecticut, Troy, and I can't even watch the game. I'm glued to Twitter. Like the timing could not have been worse, but the guys got it done on the uh, basketball court. I wanted to ask you about kind of Kua being upgraded to the active roster on the Niners with your bro- uh, brother, Fred. They're going to play the bills on Monday in Phoenix. There's a lot of awesome there, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and you, we all seen what kind of Kua can do. Uh, we saw what he was able to do uh, in his career at BYU, and, and you know I expect I expect that kind of Kua to to transition into the NFL and be that same kind of player. He's just that kind of athlete, and you know he plays that well. Uh, so I'm I'm a uh, I'm very happy to see that he's having success, and and hopefully he can he can bring uh, you know some more success to the Niners this year. Troy, if you had a message to BYU fans about what type of BYU team is going to show up on Saturday, what would you tell them? Uh, just expect the best version of us that you've seen this year. Uh, that's that's what we're striving towards, and that's what that's what we plan on doing is bringing the best version of BYU football. Uh, so it's, I know it's going to be a scary sight to see. Hey, let's give you some BYU Sports Nation karma. You know how it works. Go and get it done on the teal field in front of 5,000 fans, man. We are stoked. Can't wait to watch you play in South Carolina against Coastal Carolina. Thanks, Troy. Yes, sir, baby. Go Cougs. Troy Warner on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, you know why we show how. I'm so stoked for this game, man. This is going to be awesome. Troy is obviously one of a bunch of a se- uh, seniors and veterans on this team. They would have been ready had they said, Friday you're going, Friday morning. You know what I mean? Like, BYU was so ready for this matchup, and this is going to be an awesome showcase opportunity. Who, who would have thought a couple years ago we'd be excited about a game with Coastal Carolina? You know what I mean? <laughs> do most people even know that Coastal Carolina exists? I mean, that, that's... It's they re- do. They, they do, do now. Absolutely. Game, day, game day's going there. Conway said we're learning all these things. Chanticleers and Teal Field. And it's, this, this, is a show, this is the biggest game in Coastal Carolina uh, athletics history. Easy. Probably, right? Easy. And BYU's 
in in this. So this is awesome. It's so exciting. Yeah, I mean, aside from the uh, crazy run they went on in the College World Series with their baseball team to win the national championship a few years ago, this is probably number two on that list. This, I don't know. I think this is one, dude. This is football. Let's go. <laughs> okay, coming up, Coastal Carolina play-by-play announcer Joe Cashin previews the matchup. Plus, who or what impressed the most in BYU basketball's bounce-back win against St. John's in Connecticut? We'll discuss. This is BYU Sports Nation. This segment of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Visible Supply Chain Management. It's an in-state battle for BYU Hoops Saturday. Cougars travel north to Logan to face Utah State, who's going to have 1,600 fans in the stands. Awesome. Coverage begins with Cougar pregame live, 8 Eastern on BYU Radio and the BYU Radio app. Jason Shepard's going to call that game, and I'm going to be on the pregame for radio. Ben Bagley's going to be on the pre-half postgame for BYU Radio. So Spencer's flying to South Carolina. I'm flying back. We're all over the place. By the way, Chris Felica of uh, you know College Game Day, the Bear, he just said BYU at Coast Carolina will be the sixth pre-bowl December meeting between undefeated teams. Wow. I mean, this is rare error to have two undefeated teams like this this late in the season. Sixth? What? Not taking it for granted, that is for sure. He is Jerem Jordan in Connecticut. I am Spencer Linton back in Studio B, and this is BYU Sports Nation. Time to whip it. The Cougar Whip Ramp presented by Visible Supply Chain Management tackling America's most challenging shipping problems. Fill in the blank. Saturday's game at Coastal Carolina is the biggest Cougar football game since... BYU at Boise State. (laughs) Nice. It feels that way this season because everything was riding on that game. BYU's New Year's Six chances. Any inkling of the college football playoff, we, we, we set it up that way. BYU delivered. This is just the next in what has become an unforgettable and spectacular BYU football season thus far. So it's really, it's, it's been since Boise State. It hasn't been that long for me. Because of the national reaction, I'm going to say Oklahoma 09. I really think that a lot of people are excited about it. Obviously, game day being there feels like a coincidence. I don't think it is, though. ESPN. It's a big game for BYU's New Year's Six hopes, which, let's be honest, this could be the you know second or third biggest bowl game BYU's ever played in if they make it for that. All right, Jerem, Fox Sports radio host and national personality Colin Coward tells Joel Klatt that BYU shouldn't be ranked ahead of Georgia due to the Bulldogs recruiting more four- and five-star players, saying that recruiting is 75% of the game. Whose logic is more flawed, the committees or Colin Coward's on this matter? Listen, I like both. As a teenager in Portland and Vancouver, I would listen to Cowherd locally in Portland. So I've been on the train for a long time with him. But uh, both are bad, dude. Both are bad and flawed. And and the committee's uh, hypocritical thing with Ohio State and BYU, not their fault, but it's BYU's fault with games and schedule. Both are bad. I can't pick one. Yeah, both flawed for sure. In Collins' defense, he did agree to a 50-50 split after arguing with Joel Klatt about it's 50% about the games and 50% about recruiting. <laughs> but even that, even that just seems nuts. Uh, and I'm with you. I think Colin Coward is very entertaining, very smart. But not every take is going to be a great take. So I actually think that that one is worse than the college football playoff committee putting BYU at number 13, and that is saying something. Yeah, we hear a lot of bad takes on this show, you know, myself included. So it's all good. It happens. What's the most impressive thing about BYU's bounce-back win against St. John's yesterday? The way that BYU did it 
with the likes of Gideon George becoming that second score. I was so impressed with Gideon, the way he played. Yeah, he made some, you know, typical youthful mistakes that you'll see young guys make on the basketball floor early in their college careers. But he did so many good things. He's a great defender, long, he's athletic, and BYU needs him now more than ever with Gavin Baxter on the sideline. So I was most impressed by Gideon George, 13 points, 15 rebounds. He was instrumental, and to steal a quote from Matt Harms, we won this game because of you. I love that he said that to Gideon walking off the floor. Yeah, BYU competed way better, turned it over 19 times, and then second chance points only had three off of 11 rebounds offensively, and then missed critical free throws down the stretch, ended up making a couple at the end, but BYU found a way to win, and that's all good. What a story for Gideon George. By the way, my recap, and then a one-on-one with Alex Barcelo, which would have aired on a regular show, but today's a Coastal Carolina (laughs) football day. Those are going to be, uh, one of those is on social now, the other will be on later if you're interested in watching those. Okay, coming up, Know the Foe Coastal Carolina Edition. And let's uh, double down on getting to know the Chanticleers. Their play-by-play man, the voice of Coastal Carolina football, Joe Cashin, goes one-on-one with Jerem Jordan. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Join us Saturday, December 12th, 4 Eastern, for BYU Football Top 100 Plays as we count you down the greatest plays in Cougar football history, December 12th, 4 Eastern, on BYU TV. We are live from Studio B. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. I'm Spencer Linton, Jerem Jordan, still hanging out in Uncasville, Connecticut, at Bubbleville and watched the BYU basketball win yesterday. But uh, as you mentioned before the break, Jerem, today is about football and about Coastal Carolina. Yeah, we've got to learn more about them. And we recorded this uh, this morning, this conversation with Joe Cashin, the play-by-play voice with uh, Coastal Carolina. He taught us a lot, and we learned about what's at stake, teal not aqua, fans in the stands, all kinds of information. If you don't know anything, which I didn't know as much as I know now after this conversation, check this out. Joe Cashin, voice of the Chanticleers on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. All right, Joe. The last, I don't know, 12 hours were pretty crazy, but uh, BYU fans are very excited about this matchup with Coastal Carolina. How have the last 12 hours been for you? <laughs> Insane. I mean, this has just been crazy. You know, we're all, we're all prepared for Liberty to come in here and uh, renew an old rivalry, and we're excited about that. And, you know, around lunchtime yesterday, we saw that they may have you know, had some COVID problems going on, and some of those guys were testing positive, and that kind of – you know, kind of really threw a, a damper on things and kind of threw some doubt as to whether we were going to play them. And then as the day kind of developed, and the next thing you know, the rumors start going about, hey, you know, BYU may be ready to step in. And <laughs> I thought, oh, wow. You know, I mean, we really wanted the Liberty game, but if that doesn't come about, then maybe this comes to fruition and we get a blockbuster Saturday game that they can, you know, everybody can make it work. And so here we are. They made it work. Indeed they did, and it's not just that it's BYU and Coastal Carolina and 9-0s and and, uh, the best of the rest kind of thing here, but college game day was already going to be there, so BYU slides into this amazing moment in Coastal Carolina history as well, which Saturday is going to be game day being there for the first time ever and the game. I mean, this is a massive day. 
Unbelievable. Uh, just incredible. I mean, it's going to be great exposure for both our universities, really. And just to get game day on our campus, all of the stars kind of aligning here in 2020 to have that happen. You know, it's unfortunate maybe that obviously some other schools couldn't play. And, you know, here you know, here we are. You know, we're, we're not Ohio State. We're not Alabama or Clemson. And, you know, that's obviously where game day would love to go and, and, and showcase those, those teams. But I mean, here we are with this golden opportunity now, two undefeated teams at nine and zero coming in and game day, you know, obviously like you talked about coming in for our Liberty game. And then, you know, when that doesn't happen, here comes BYU, you know, ranking the top 10 and both of us, you know, fighting for position in the college football playoff. It's just amazing. And it'll be great exposure again for both of our institutions. And hopefully uh, these two teams can put on a great show Saturday. Let's talk about the matchup, but first we need to get a few uh, clerical things out of the way. So is it is the color aqua? Teal. 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 Okay, I'm a Mariners fan. Teal. I, I get it. Teal. Okay. Teal. And then Chanticleers. Canterbury Tales. Yep, The Chanticleers, S-H-O-N-T, Chanticleers from Canterbury Tales. That's right. Yeah. Okay, so we got those out of the way. Let's talk about the game. So obviously... BYU has been looking for a game to elevate itself into the top 10-ish to try and get into New Year's Six come December 20th. Coastal Carolina on the other end, second highest ranked group of five team hoping to be a New Year's Six team. Should Cincinnati lose, potentially, this benefits uh, Coastal Carolina in that way. Was that the motivation, you think, for getting this game? Because the conference title game, that's already kind of set, right? Even though Troy and then Louisiana... The motivations behind this are different for both teams, and both teams need a win. No question about that. A win for us is, I mean, just just playing this game really is a win-win for Coastal as far as I'm concerned. I mean, you know, I, you know BYU is open as the favorite. They're ranked higher than us, and they're obviously jockeying for position. Uh, and, uh, you know, clearly we are too, hoping that, you know, if Cincinnati stumbles along the way and we can continue this role, we're going to go to a good bowl game regardless. I mean, this year has been great for us no matter what happens down the stretch. And like you mentioned, after this week, you know, schedule for Troy and then the Sunbelt Championship game against a ranked Louisiana team. But, you know, the, the pluses so far outweigh the minuses to, to get this game on tap. And then, you know, to keep college game day in town, I think was a big motivating factor too. I mean, you know, you, you had a, already had a top 25 matchup, and now you got one that's, you know, teams ranked even higher you know, with BYU coming in. So to keep college game day around and, and, and give us the opportunity and, and give BYU also the opportunity to score some points as well and win-win for everybody. This quarterback matchup is going to be awesome. So Zach Wilson for BYU. Grayson McCall's had a tremendous year so far. Uh, 25 total touchdowns, 20 passing, 5 rushing, 67% completion percentage, 10 yards per attempt. He's been really good this year too. This is going to be a showcase game for those guys as well. No doubt about that. I'm looking forward to watching Zach Wilson play. And I'll tell you this about Grayson McCall. I mean, he's been, he's been everything, you know, for this offense. I mean, we have kind of struggled a little bit at the quarterback position the last couple of years. We've got some capable guys that can play, but Grayson is, I mean, he's, he's just a little bit better, you know? I mean, he makes plays in the pocket. He gives the time, he gives the, the play time to develop down the field. You know, a lot of guys you'll watch, they'll just take off. First read's not there. Out the gate they go, but Grayson doesn't do that. He'll buy himself some time. The offensive line this year for Coastal has been great to give him that time. 
he'll climb the pocket, step around me. I'll move off his spot a little bit, and then he'll find somebody. And he's just been he's just been phenomenal for us all season long. And I, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm going through the notes now, just looking at the stats, and you know, two of the top rated quarterbacks in all of college football. It, it ought to be great to watch these two go at it Saturday. Where did this season come from, Joe? Because I'm seeing three and nine, five and seven, five and seven, and then boom, nine and zero. Oh. <laughs> That's a great question. I wish I really <laughs> I had a true answer for that. I'll tell you this. I mean, we made the FBS move in you know our first year was 2017. We moved to the Sun Belt Conference. We were really, really good at the FCS level, and then we got the invite to move up. And we struggled, you know, to get our recruiting where it needed to be, to get our facilities where they need to be. You know, we struggled out of the gate, as you mentioned, three and nine, and then back-to-back five and seven seasons. But last year, we were not that far off. We really were. You know, I've always been a guy that believes that your record indicates who you are. You know, you are what your record says you are. We were five and seven last year. We were not a winning football team, but we were 24 points away in four games of having that completely flipped you know, a play here in the Georgia Southern game and we win. We get a late stop against Arkansas State and we win that one. ULM, we lose by three in the fourth quarter. We've been able to turn those games into wins this season. And a big part of that, again, is our quarterback play and that we have been able to stay healthy on defense. You know, we took some massive hits last season as as the year progressed. We couldn't keep our ones healthy across the board. Knock on wood, we've been able to do that this season. I mean, everybody has started every single game over there. It's been remarkable, and we've got some NFL talent on that side. And so to be able to, you know, stay healthy, get a little more, a bit more experience, and have the senior leadership that we've had this year, that that those are the big things. And then Jamie Chadwell, you know, the 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 culture that he has instilled in his third season is just. You know, these guys have bought into it. They believe they they, they believe in each other. They believe in the coaching staff. It's just been a remarkable run to watch this this season. It really has. We're talking with Joe Cashin, the voice of the Chanticleers of Coastal Carolina. Fun connection with uh, the the president uh, coming up here in a month, Michael T. Benson, who is the grandson of Ezra Tapp Benson, who was the president of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, uh, went to BYU, and then he's been all over the place. But there's, there's a little fun connection there between these two. I tell you, nobody's more fired up than he is about this, a BYU grad. And, of course, he <laughs> takes the reins here pretty soon. And I really I really like Dr. Benson. I've talked to him a couple of times and really like what he's going to bring to the table here at Coastal. Very excited about him coming in here. And, and he's a, a big supporter of athletics. And, and that that's, that's going to be big for us. And you know, no, nobody, I don't think, any more excited to see this actually come to fruition than he is. He, he's a, a dynamic individual and, and love having him here in Conway. Always good to have a president who got buckets before, right? That's always a good thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, we, yep. <laughs> we, have a, we, have, we have a common opponent, Coastal Carolina and BYU, at Texas State. That's who the Chanticleers played last week. And it was almost the exact score between BYU and Texas State and Coastal Carolina and Texas State. A differentiation of three points. 52 for BYU, 49 for Coastal, 14 for Texas State and both. I don't know how to exactly compare these two teams. Both have been extremely impressive. BYU winning games by a bunch. Coastal winning games by 22 uh, you know, both 9-0, and both in the top 20 or 15, depending on which poll you look at. Yet a line came out today saying BYU by 10. Do you feel like that's too many points? Is that fair to start? You know, I mean, that, that, that's kind of a – that's a little more than I might have expected. But, 
who knows that kind of stuff, to be honest with you. I mean, yeah, our only common opponent is Texas State. We would have also had Troy, too. You know, had our Troy right. game not gotten postponed until next week. And BYU sure took care, uh, took care of business against Troy early in the year. But, uh, you know, lines are what they are. I mean, we, we were a seven-point favorite against Liberty. And I thought the matchup between us and them was going to be really, really close. Statistically, like you just talked about, BYU-Coastal, very close. Very close with us and Liberty, but you know, I, I you know, ten points. BYU is impressive. You know, the games I've gotten to see, I haven't watched them a lot, but the ones I've watched, the stuff that I've seen, well, they look awfully good out there, and we look awfully good. But you know, it's going to be at our place, and I think, I think if if I were a betting individual, which I'm not, I'd probably take Coastal with the points in this one. We'll see. We'll see how it all plays out. It should be a lot of fun again. Yeah, and in the end, BYU uh, had not played a ton of Sunbelt teams all time, but this will be the third Sunbelt team this year with at Texas State and Troy, now Coastal Carolina. Listen, BYU scrambled to get a schedule together, and now they will have played three Sunbelt teams. Hats off to the Sunbelt. We love you guys. <laughs> well, I, I say hats off to BYU, too, for being able to put together a schedule when everything got blown up. You know, we didn't even know in August if we would be you know, even be able to play football here in 2020. And a lot of teams had that happen to them. You know, schedules just going by the wayside. You know, we we lost we lost several opponents, you know, due, due to you know conferences deciding, OK, we're just going to keep it in house. We're going to play these conference only schedules. And, and that, that hurt us. We, we should have played South Carolina. We had Eastern Michigan on the schedule. We had another FCS game that, you know, we had to scramble and fill. And, you know, Liberty was one of those fill-in kind of games that we were able to get. But hats off, I would say, to both, you know, the, the Sun Belt teams that were able to, you know, to get on BYU schedule. And BYU, you know, the, their leadership for being able to go out and, and grab these kind of games and being ready to play in something like this. You know, I know that, you know, the, I'm not sure what all went on with BYU-Washington. That doesn't, you know, concern me or I have no dog in that fight but for BYU to be ready to come to Conway to come across the country you know on 48 hours notice you know 2,000 plus miles I mean that's hats off to that's off to BYU yeah BYU certain certainly didn't duck anything here we look forward to the massive day game day the matchup the quarterbacks the comparisons the top 15 it's going to be a ton of fun Joe we appreciate the insight Hey, thanks for having me on. This is so exciting. I've been blown up all morning long. People are like, can you give me tickets? Can I get in? And all this kind of stuff. I'm like, go on StubHub, see if you can get in there. I don't know. But, yeah, I'm excited about it. This should be a great matchup and and great showcase for both institutions. And I do want to ask before we finish, what is the fan situation? Are there fans? And if so, how many? Yes, 5,000 is the cap. We can fill the stadium about one quarter full. And I'll tell you what. If they show up like they did against Appalachian State, there will be a lot of noise in that place. It was amazing at the end of that App State game. 5,000 people making that much noise. It was incredible. Loved it. Should be a lot of fun. Should be a lot of noise. If Coastal's in the ball game, this will be a good one. Thanks, Joe. Thank you. Yeah, that's Joe Cashin on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. You know why we show how. Fun interview, fun conversation. I just went to StubHub right now. The <laughs> cheapest ticket is 480 bucks. Let's go. Holy shnikes. How many BYU fans are going to find their way into Brooks Stadium? <laughs> I, let's see, right? At Shad427, just in case Coastal can't play, we should call the Pac-12 and ask them to be our backup. Yeah, great idea. <laughs> That's a great idea. 
I, I don't know Jake how they'll feel about that. but Rise and shout out. And a Coastal Carolina edition of Know the Foe. This is BYU Sports Nation. Anybody got 500 bucks? BYU Sports Nation's Rise and Shoutout is presented by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. BYU Sports Nation always available on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. Or download the podcast, just Google BYU Sports Nation podcast, subscribe, rate, and review. All right, we're going to uh, postpone Know the Foe like Liberty had to postpone their game against Coastal Carolina, as Jerem pointed out over the yep. break. Thanks, guys. Uh, because we've got a few eye-popping things to show you. Uh, but first, our question of the day. Is the BYU at Coastal Carolina game as good as a situation as BYU could hope for? At BYU Foam Finger responds, Spencer Linton, <laughs> Jerem Jordan, we need a BYU Sports Nation remix of Creed's With Arms Wide Open titled, With Eyes Wide Open. Yes. Under the sunlight. <laughs> Welcome to Conway. We got ESPN's game day. Solid. Solid. Okay. Then, then there's this from at Vol Coog, BYU's <laughs> favorite Tennessee fan. This is so good. He says, B-I-U and unveils a helmet ahead of the Coastal Carolina game. Now zoom in on the Y. Look closer. Look closely at the Y. And you see We've seen this before! <laughs> the eyeballs. <laughs> <laughs> this is That's so, so well played. Good. That's so creative. Oh my god. So well done at Valkug. Definition of elite right there. Um, okay. We do have another elite voice. <laughs> presented by Sundance Mountain Resort, BYU Equipment. Grateful there isn't a how's my driving hotline number on the back of our truck. <laughs> go Cougs beat Coastal. They're speeding down Let's the go. interstate. Let's go. All right, Jeremy. today's rise and shout out presented by Mountain America Credit Union guiding you forward. First off, it's to Liberty for postponing the game. No, it's to Tom Homo. BYU got the game. They rescheduled the game, and it's a massive one. He did it. Tom deserves this. Well done. Our thanks to today's guests, Troy Warner and Joe Cashin. Sorry to Dennis Pitta. We ran out of time. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use hashtag BYSN. Goodbye from Uncasville. For Jeremiah Spencer, shout out to Terrence Brown. See you tomorrow on BYU Sports Nation. From Provo to Connecticut, down to Conway, South Carolina this week. Go Cougs! I have one brain for thinking, one mouth for speaking. 